Yeah, I can fit the air up there. When I feel so clear, I've been in another gear. Yeah, I've been in another gear. All right, yo, 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 we here. I can fit the air up there. We here. First and foremost, that was a great beat. Thank you. I appreciate that. Send me that. Cool beat. Alright, I will. I ain't make a song on that beat actually. I mean, that was a good beat. Good beat. But yes, we are back. Uh happy well, it's after Thanksgiving, but I hope all you had a safe, fun Thanksgiving. Um, ate some food, spent some time with your family as we move towards Christmas. Um, so happy holiday season towards to everybody. Um how was your Thanksgiving, brother? It was great. It was actually really great. Um, I got to spend it with my daughter. Um, my cousin Tiffany uh, and my brother Kyle and his girlfriend and her friend and it was it was actually really really cool it was uh I mean my daughter was like the only kid there so it was just nice to get other you know people in my family interacting with her my cousin made a phenomenal meal like uh like a phenomenal meal like I had two real plates like not no like the second one you like ah, I'm gonna throw a little bit on like I made two back to back big ass plates. Um, so it was great. How about you? I was chilling. Uh, shout out Scott with Scott Crib. Drank a little, watched football, came back home. Somebody was trying to get me to go to Delilah. I'm like, no, I am not. You have lost your mind. You think I'm venturing out my house on Thanksgiving to go to Delilah. You've lost your mind and came back home and just chilled the rest of the night. I didn't really do too much. I was actually tired. I was in I was in Columbia for a week for you guys that don't know. Well, not a week, but like basically a week for you guys that don't know. So I was actually just tired and like, you know, just wanted to chill. Um, but that being question, do I sound better because my mic wasn't hooked up at first? I didn't yeah, you really, sound yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Cool. But that being said, having said that, um, uh, if I'm not mistaken, we are almost at the time for the finals of the end season tournament. Yes, sir. I think it's the second weekend of um December. Uh, so now we've been doing this for what I want to say. Well, basically, the, the um, entire month of November has been um tournament play. Uh, what do you think about the tournament? I can go first. I must say, you know what, Adam Silver, I will have no more judgment about things that you do before I see them happen. I actually really like the in-season tournament. I think it's dope. Um, and even going back to, I think it was the first episode that we did, like before the season, we was predicting winners of um, everything. When I said, I think that this tournament will help spotlight some teams that you know usually don't get a spotlight on them. I think I actually picked the magic to win the NCAA tournament. I'll look like a genius right now. Um, but yeah, I, 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 what you mean? They four and oh, all right, brother. They four and oh in the NCAA tournament. They're the Orlando magic. No one is going into their arena thinking we're going to get beat by them. This so season. They, I don't know about oh, that. Wait a minute. Nah, that's, cr- that's, that's crap. This season, I don't know about that's that. crap. Nobody's going into their arena thinking we're going to get beat by them. Now, after December, when they actually start creating game plans around their system and what they're doing now, you're going to watch them fall off a cliff like they always do. Um, so, like, I'm not surprised. To be fair. And also, if you, were, if you play for the Orlando Magic, right, they don't have, they don't, their players don't have $45 million max contracts. This is true. So that 500 grand matter for everybody you think you think cole anthony don't want that five hundred thousand dollars he want that five hundred. you think jalen suggs don't want that five hundred thousand dollars five hundred thousand dollars but you think mo wagner and franz wagner don't want that five hundred thousand dollars so like fair to the magic though my only criticism of this is it should have been a million dollars a player 
Number one, I don't want to hear they can't afford it. It might go up next year. It no, might go up next year. That's not my point. That's not my point. Like $500,000 to us sounds like a lot of money and it's amazing and it's beautiful. But for the thrill of round numbers and like giving and like making it more eye popping, in my personal opinion, they should have made it a million dollars a player, um, period. And just to like drum up some of the excitement because even me, like the, I think the fans in the building love it and they're very excited but i haven't necessarily heard anybody talk about them turning it on because it's an in-season tournament game um so and i'm just talking about outside of our normal nba sphere um so you know i've had friends be like yo i went to the game and it was an in-season tournament game and it was fire but they weren't like i was going because it was an in-season tournament game they just went because they wanted to go does that make yeah. sense? Yes. So to me, if yes. it's like if you like, oh, a million dollars, a million dollars a player team, like you build that up every night. Like to me, it it it's fun, but it's like, what are we doing this for? Just to add some excitement and to have a spectacle in December. Um, yeah, to have a fake spectacle in December, and everybody gets to go to Vegas. And again, you can again test out the NBA's market again in Vegas. I mean, they're already going to Vegas. I exactly. They're gonna. They're gonna I, eventually I told you that go four years ago. They're gonna the Las Vegas LeBrons. They're gonna eventually go to Vegas, but again, testing the NBA market in Vegas, and then also just giving, giving, giving the games a spectacle and doing something that at least, at the very least, looks different. Um, it looks way else. different. It looks it's, different. It's very the courts ugly. Took me a chance. Ugly. Some, some, some of the courts are good. Some of the courts are horrible. But some of the courts are like the Timberwolves court is dope. I thought they was playing in Sacramento, actually, but the Timberwolves court is dope. That's the other thing I don't like about it is there is like all of the team branding that they've spent 75 years working to build. They're really just kind of undoing it because like I be turning on them games. I'm like, what team is what? They have completely different names on the front of the jersey. They to my heat culture uh, clips. Like, what do we do? You got the, what is it, 52, 20 or something like that for the Nuggets? What are we doing, bro? Like, the branding that they have spent all of this time to really work aggressively to build and turn into a thing, I really feel like they're just kind of, like, like shitting on it. And it's not like say, they're giving us classic throwback looks that can make us be like, oh, these are, like, really cool throwback looks. They're just like completely different branding from what the team normally is. Like Indiana, I was watching that game. I'm like, yo, I cut the game on. I'm like, what team is this? Then I look, finally, when it got to the middle of the court, I'm like, this Indiana? I would say... Where's Chicago that, sky colors? I would say to that, that's more on Nike for the jerseys that they've been putting out for the past six years. I also think that as far as the branding standpoint, what doesn't help the branding is they damn to switch jerseys every year. Like they're always some completely new jersey every single season. Whereas opposed to what we're used to growing up on, like they would have, I don't know, like even like that ugly ass Wizards off in the jersey. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I got it. You, what? You, I got it. Oh, you, oh, never mind. I'm thinking you're talking about the bullets. My bad. That one too. But I'm talking about, I, yes. But no, I'm talking about the ugly ass Wizards throwback from the 2000 that was like, um, um, metallic gold. Mm -hmm. That one, like they had it for a couple of seasons. It was an Austin New Jersey, but they had it for a couple of seasons. Now, like they switched. For instance, like those Miami Vice, Miami Heat jerseys. Why the hell don't they still wear those? Those were incredible jerseys. 
to them, give point to them. They did have them for like two or three seasons, but they were incredible jerseys. I mean, that's um, just capitalism, honestly, because that because the NFL. They do the same thing every year. Like you get a, you always get a new team jersey from. Yes. But also, I mean, I, well, no. you know, I put it this way: that's an NFL, and that's just a general Nike thing. Where every year you're getting, like, for uh, no, no, for real. No. At least, no. It no, depends. What I'm saying is the jerseys don't always look the. I'm sorry, they don't always look the same every year. It might be the same branding, but they always make some tweaks to the jerseys every year in the NFL, and a, and a random team will get a brand new color set. Like like you got a um on what team is that this year they got the all white jerseys including the all white helmet. I have um, no idea. I forgot which one it is, but like they do that a lot in the NFL. This is just on steroids. Like I'm looking at this right. I, I just got actually. Let me see if I can pull the graphic up so that we can actually. Sh Whoa! What the hell just happened? Oh, sorry. So we can actually see what I'm talking about. Let me see if I got it. Ah, it won't work. Hold on. I want to pull the jerseys up so that way we can look at this because I, I I'm actually very I, I like talking about this um, specifically because I will say this I've enjoyed the play, but all of the marketing for me is really what has been like too over the top and kind of ruined it. So these are the jerseys that I'm talking about. Like the Nets jersey is one of the worst sports jerseys I have ever seen in my life. It's not that bad. You're a liar. It is awful. That, that is one of the worst jerseys I have ever seen in it's my life. Whoever at Nike that designed that, they need to be reprimanded for that. They're going off like the Kooji type shit that they were doing with those with them uh Nike jerseys that with them alternate jerseys that, that they did. That's actually not that bad. I actually don't mind the jerseys. I think the courts are outrageous. Let's I don't continue. Mind the no, 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 no. Let's continue. The land, jersey the land ver the land jersey trash. Nuggets jersey, Nuggets trash. jersey is weird. Warriors jersey trash. Indiana I don't jersey. Mind a Warriors what jersey. is that? I don't mind. I, I I disagree. I don't mind a um Warriors jersey. Clippers jersey trash. Lakers jersey trash. Lakers jersey trash. Memphis I like jersey Memphis. trash. No, Heat jersey Cap, I like uh, trash. I don't like the Heat. Nah, I like the Bucks. I, I like Minnesota. Minnesota is fire. I like that one. The Pelicans is whatever. The Knicks jersey, the play on the old Knicks jersey. I fuck with that. Thunder okay, jersey cool. trash. Okay, see, it's cool. Uh, the Magic is cool. The Rip City joints are fire. I don't even know what team. Oh, that's Philly. Exactly. It's hot, whatever. The Valley, whatever. The Kings when it's fire. The Kings the Spurs when it's fire. But fire. the Kings will look like a retro. Spurs yeah, will look like a retro. Retro. I Spurs don't mind the Raptors one. And I like the Utah one because basically that's a retro. Play, yeah, it's a retro. And then the DC jersey is terrible. I, no one outside of DC is being like, yo, I'm tuning in to watch the, the district play. Like no one in DC like, is tuning in to watch the district play at this point. Have you watched a Wizards game this season? Nobody in DC is probably watching those games. But I'm in theory, like you, you said, I have not watched what watching two Wizards. Nobody games. is no, no no like no like if you ever if you ever get the time and you see a Wizards game and it's and it's and it's within four points with four minutes left, please cut it on. It's Shakespearean activity going on. Oh yeah, Jordan Poole um and I know I'm starting and I have my company, Athlean, so I've been doing my best to not to badmouth any player or any athlete, but we need to have an honest conversation about Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole right now might be the actual worst player in the NBA. He's not the worst player in the NBA. No, no he's not. No, he's no. Not. stop, 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 stop. Let me finish. Let me finish. Okay, but he's not the worst player in the NBA. Pound for pound, Jordan Poole might be the worst player in the NBA. <laughs> Every single highlight that I watch of him and this team, it looks like like some globetrotter, 
Barnum and Bailey three ring circus like when they be on TNT when they start you know how like you know like you know like the team will take like two minutes of possessions going back and forth and then Chuck and Kenny I'm sorry and then Do Kenny the and Shaq are going to the, 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 the. that's literally every single Washington Wizards highlight and every Jordan Poole low lights compilation makes me cringe he needs to humble himself he needs to get back to the basics he need to keep the IG models off the sideline or he is not going to be in this league very long. Because to me, it. no, he won't. Because to me, he don't even really have no trade value. Not right now. So what can you do with him other than allow him to play? And when he's playing, he's playing awful. He's playing the worst basketball he's ever played in his career. He is literally, the pound for pound, the worst player in the NBA right now. And it's not even close. He's not the worst player in the league. Name somebody but, worse right now. Um, Killian Hayes. No. Jeremy Skohan. No. No. We could go player, we can go player for player right now. Jordan Poole is averaging 17.7 uh, uh, points, 2.7 rebounds, 3.6 assists, shooting 39.9% from their field goal range. And shooting 28.6% from three. He's averaging 2.9 turnovers, 3.1 fouls, I'm sorry, um, uh, uh, fouls a game, and 1.1 steals. Now, let's look up Jeremy Shohan. This is Jordan Poole activity, though. If you look at the Wizards and if you look at the Warriors years, it don't look much better. Shohan, 10.4 points, 5.4 rebounds, 4.4, I'm sorry, 4.4 assists. I'm sorry, 42.3% from the field goal range, and he's shooting 37.1% from the three-point line. How many turnovers? He's only giving you 2.3 turnovers a game, even though he's the starting point guard, which he should not be, and he's averaging uh, 0.8 steals a game, only 2.9 um, fouls a game. Okay. Player to player, no comparison. Jordan Poole is the worst player in the NBA right now, and he needs to humble himself and realize that it is a very slippery slope between being someone that people think is a fire starter and being someone that they think is like a problematic version of Lou Will or Jamal Crawford. And that is what he is showing to be. He's a problematic version of Lou Will and Jamal Crawford. And all respect to Jamal Crawford and Lou Will, they were not starters. You are the starting shooting guard. You call yourself the franchise. You're not the franchise. He called himself the franchise? He was saying it's my team on the sidelines when they try to talk to him. It's my team. I mean, it kind of is, but that's more of it. That's more of an indictment. So what does that mean then? That means you are the franchise. If it's your team, you are the franchise right now. He needs to humble himself, bring bring himself back down to reality, and as Harden said when he was struggling early on with the Clippers, I have to get back to the fundamentals and doing things the fundamental way and, and working on my f- footwork when I'm getting catch-and-shoot opportunities and working on the fundamental aspects of the game, and that'll help me get back to being normal. Jordan Poole is not playing normal. Like he was not he's looking like, like no, he's not. No, he's yes, not. He was. No, he's not. Here's no, the difference. Wait, no, 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 no. Here's the difference. This is the worst he's the ever played in his here's career. Here's the difference. He's doing the same things he was always doing. It's just when you look at the scouting report, he's the first thing on the fucking scouting report. If you look at the Warriors years, it ain't much better. Like last year, he's shooting thirty. He's shooting. You're a 30, liar. 
You're a liar. You're a liar. He shot 43% last year. That's not good, especially as the fourth option. He shot 33% for three. He's 28 right now. Like the only difference between everything Jordan Poole is doing is he's the first thing on the on the um scouting report. He's doing the exact same things. No, it he's just not. looks different. No, he's not. Yes, he, he literally, is. he literally averaged more minutes a game last season than he is this season. He's so I don't want to. No, 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 no. Don't wait, tell no, me that it's stop, a difference. Stop, it's a no, difference. Stop, it's still stop, more. Stop. Stop, no, no, pause, pause. He averaged thir literally 30 minutes last year. Okay. He's at 29.8. That is a 0.2 minute difference. Fuck no, no we're not doing this. What you mean? He's Jeez. playing, no, no, stop. He's playing less minutes, taking more it's shots, turning the ball difference. over more. It don't because, matter. Because he is number one. He was coming off the bench. He was he coming off the bench one. last year. He started exactly. right now. He's number one. So he's playing less court. minutes and taking more shots. What is he doing? Minutes. He's not playing less minutes. If we look at this right. shit in about two weeks, it's going to say 30 minutes a night. No, no, he's not right. playing uh, less minutes. He's playing 0.2 minutes. Better shot of some tequila that we will, uh, 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 that's not the one that we don't drink no more because it don't yet. taste it's like tequila. I do not. That's part of the reason why I feel like shit today. That shit is not tequila. Because that shit is not tequila. I don't know what it is, but it's not. I'm not going to even say what the brand is, G, but that shit. It is not real no more. It is not like that white lady said on the plane. That motherfucker is not real. Not real. That motherfucker is not. It's not tequila. They bought us a bottle of some bullshit, boy. That is not. But 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 yes. All in all, the Wizards are in a hilarious place. But as far as the tournament goes, I think it's dope, and um, I think it's again highlighting some teams. For instance, like the Pacers. Like the Pacers, obviously, whatever uh, what um Halliburton is doing, their offense, like they they don't play no defense. They have decided they're not going to guard anybody, but they score a lot of points. Halliburton's been great. Like I said, the Magic, um, have been great. The Kings are three and zero in um tournament. Play. The Lakers. A four and zero in um tournament play, so I think it's again highlighting some teams that That's that use LeBron it. want that money. LeBron want the money probably, and no, he does. He said he said literally, I want to win it because I want that five hundred thousand dollars. I respect it. I respect it. I mean, but you know, all LeBron friends say he don't like to spend money. Shout out, LeBron. Like, he very cheap. Want to go broke again? I'm, he ain't never going broke. He's never going broke. But when you've been broke, you don't want to go back to being look, broke. Look, if you're he, smart, look, he could. Respectfully, Kyrie himself, and he still ain't going broke. Yeah, he's not gonna go broke. Made too much money, but and but but again, like I think, like I said, I I I I think it's dope that some of the teams that usually wouldn't be highlighted early on in the um in the um season get to have a stage. And uh, shout out the NBA for at least doing something that attempts to look different. And I'm sure next year, if um if it's a stage around, they'll you know work out some kinks, and um it'll be better next year, and it'll look different, hopefully. Because again, the course the, the course could be designed a little bit differently. I just think that personally, they need to stay away from the color schemes with the courts and aim more for um, like neutral tones. Because my biggest issue with the courts is sometimes I'm watching and I can't tell the difference between a damn jersey and the court. Like some of these courts are kind of crazy. Like, like some of these courts are legit crazy. I'm not gonna lie, the Suns one right uh, um, um, in the middle that actually is not. It doesn't look bad. The Jazz, uh, I'm talking about on TV. The Jazz court doesn't look bad on TV. Um, the Pacers court Knicks actually doesn't either. The Knicks doesn't either. The Pacers court actually doesn't look bad on. No, TV. it looks crazy on TV. It, it doesn't look bad to me. It's just like, what is this? Like, what am I watching right now? 
Like it's like fantasy land basketball, which yes. I guess that's what they wanted yes. to create. It looks but, like, yeah. But as a fan of the game, as as Steve Kerr said, they got the damn music blasting the whole game. Like, what are we doing? Are we playing basketball? Or are we in a nightclub? Like, they are really ruining the game for the sake of money. But the principles of the NBA and what is happening, if we are going to be completely removed from whatever we believe was the old NBA. And I think that this is the beginning of them ushering that in. I also will not be surprised if they start to do some kind of little mini summer uh, tournament where, 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 where like the worst eight teams in the league or whatever play each other for a small prize the same week as Summer League. So that way you can get more attraction into Vegas. So if you get to do like Summer League games one day, tournament games the next day, Summer League games one day, tournament games the next day, that's a lit week or two weeks in Vegas. have a really hard time convincing players to cut their summer short. All right, put another foot. I'm no, but I'm talking about for the worst eight teams. You're not like making that. You're gonna have a really hard time. All right, cut the summer. Look, look, look. The, we already do summer league. No, no, wait a minute. The in season tournament is gonna be a million dollars now, and this little summer battle of the worst tournament. Y'all gonna get five hundred racks. Who want to do it? You telling me they not gonna want to take that five hundred racks over the summer? I don't like, know. Like literally a, a ten day a ten day single elimination tournament. I don't think that I would do that if I'm a player for 500 grand, even if it's a week long. I would do that. Like some March Madness style type of tournament you for like two weeks really, with eight teams. Really hard, you're going you to have a really hard time convincing people to cut their summer short. You're going to have a really hard time. You're we'll see. Time. We'll see. But I'm telling you, they finna, they finna come through and shake it up. So uh, what you want to talk about next? So I actually talk about the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns, Devin Book has finally come back to his team to play basketball. Bradley Beal. Man, I really hope this isn't the beginning of the end for Bradley Beal. Like, back trouble, you know, back trouble don't usually get better as you get older. I asked Michael Porter Jr. I can, I can, I can actually disagree with that because his back Porter was very was hot and he is, his back has cooled off a lot. Michael and Porter he's, Jr. One of the, he's on pace to be one of the greatest shooters in NBA history at he this is, point. He is, but Michael Porter Jr. was also 19. Bradley Beal's 30 with back issues. So I don't, but, but so, so again, uh, I hope this isn't the beginning of the end for Bradley. But also I would just love to see the Suns big three actually get on the court for whatever reason. KD has been a part of these super teams that just be, that just stay concepts for the past three to four years of his That's career. karma. That is karma. I'm you saying. cannot fast track yourself to a championship through going and joining a bunch of players. Like it worked with the Warriors because they were champions without you. They were they were literal champions without you. They had done it already without you. They had Harrison Barnes in the corner bricking threes. You put Kevin Durant there instead of Harrison Barnes. It gets better. But yes. No, 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 wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not done yet. Draymond at that point in time was healthy and in his prime. Clay, healthy and I wouldn't say in his prime, but entering his prime. His prime was really like three years until he tore his Achilles. And then and Steph Curry has been in, in his prime for like a decade at this point. So I don't so like it worked with the Warriors because they were already a ready-made built team. They had the defensive player of the year, they had an MVP, they had a great um, um second option who could shoot lights out and become a great third option. They had size, they had a great bench, they had youth, and they had older players. 
And what you see with KD is when he goes to these new teams, you can't reconstruct that same chemistry that the Warriors had because the Warriors were already a team without you. So trying to go and form some Voltron type stuff is never going to work because you will never have the years of camaraderie that Steph, Clay, and Dre and all those guys on that bench, including the coaches, had together in order to fail enough to get to the point where they will win and ascend. Kevin Durant does not have enough time left in his NBA career to fail enough with the Phoenix Suns in order for them to win a championship. Now, my last point is, with all that being said, Kevin Durant is the NBA MVP right now. Uh, I Continue. Disagree I disagree with that. I would actually give it to Jason Tatum if I had to give it to one player you right are, now. The devil is a liar. I'll give it to Jason Tatum. The, I don't the think devil is a liar. I would, I would the devil Tatum. is a liar. I would give it to Tatum. I would give it to Tatum. The devil to is Tatum. a liar. I would even I would even go they Luca know, over they, right now. You are wilding, bro. Right now, I would go Luke over uh, Luke over uh, over uh, KD. I also think the team looks better when Devin Booker is on the court to play basketball. Like he's the best player on the team. Mm, Kevin he's the Durant best player on the team. No, he's it's not. Devin Booker. It's Devin Kevin Booker. Durant is still the best it's player. Devin Booker's team. It's Devin Kevin Booker's Durant team. Now, KD is having a great season, especially especially for his age. And Luka is like, not the MVP, and I love Luka, but no, Luka, he's not the I would I would I would I would go Luka and I, Luka and I would go Tatum right now over Kevin Durant. No, he's not the MVP to me primarily because Kyrie Irving has been is averaging 24 points. Yes, but he's been a force this year. And, and Derek Lively um, Jr., who is on my fantasy team, and he got hurt, which actually made me lose this week. I hope he gets better. Prayers for him, C.J. McCollum and Eamon Thompson, because they're on my fantasy team. But those two guys have been hooping this year. They have been playing lights out, and Grant Williams has been fulfilling his role. Luka is not doing anything that he has not done before other than not being selfish. So I'm not no no stops no I don't want to hear that shit that's not true. Katie been Katie been playing awesome defense this year. What are you talking about? He's been playing solid defense the past no, four years. No no he's been no I said I didn't say solid I said he's been playing awesome defense this year. Like I've been watching like yo Katie out there strapping up. Mm, he played good defense though. He's been playing good defense for a couple years. The block on Laurie, great play. Even when they was playing the Warriors blocks. All of that. He has been playing very well on both ends of the floor. He's shooting better than both of those guys are from the field. He's averaging more assists this year than Jason Tatum, less than Luka, obviously. He's shooting better from the three-point line than, than both of those guys. Like He is playing lights-out basketball this year. I'm not – like, I – every <coughs> – sorry. Hey, you know People what love to up. call me a KD hater. I'm not a KD hater. I just want this from him all the time. Uh, he's not doing anything different than what he's been doing, but mm. but having said all that, um, even going back to uh, the prior when people talk about the Suns didn't have a bench, I always thought the Suns put together a really really good basketball team. Now again, we'll see if they're they're able to win it, they're able to win a championship, but I think they have a really solid like eight nine ten man roster. They have a really solid basketball team. Devin Booker, I mean, I mean, when Devin Booker is out there, granted, I hope he can stay healthy for the rest of the season. But Devin Booker is basically averaging thirty and eight. And four, and well, and and five, like he's been playing incredible basketball. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I, I just, I, I he just also Devin Booker is also um, fourth in the league right now in PER. Yeah, like Devin Booker's balling. They're playing great basketball. I just hope Bradley Beal can actually get 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 on the court and we can actually see this trio um, as it was meant um, to be. Because I think that it can be at least 
offensively extremely special. Um, when you add, I mean, even if Bradley Beal can give us 75% of Bradley Beal, that's still 21 points, um, and it lessens the load that everybody else has on them. And Nurk. I didn't know Nurk. I didn't know you could run offense through Nurk as much as they've been running offense through Nurk. Now, maybe that's because obviously you were playing in um, Portland. You were dealing with Dame and CJ dribbling the whole time. But I didn't know that you could run offense through Nurk and 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 and, and Nurk's playmaking ability um, was as good as um, it's proven to be here in uh, Phoenix. So, yeah. What do you think about the Suns? Um... I'm really I don't know. I just don't know about them. I look at um sorry. <coughs> I kinda hot box my crib and that is shit catching up to me. <coughs> I had to open up a window, dog. I'm like, yo, it's too smoky in here. I'm bad. But the Suns, I don't really know about them. I look at um their team and they have depth. Um, I like Grayson Allen. Love um, Grayson I Allen. Think he has played lights out this year. Um, Bates Diop or Diop, I believe, has played very well for them this year. Um, and they've been getting solid production from Nurkic, which to me is the key to success for them. So personally, looking at them, I say I don't know because of Bradley Beal. Um, because the longer this lingers on, the less time they have to build chemistry. For sure. And Bradley Bill, to me, is not a playoff gamer. Um, and in this conference, you're going to need some playoff gamers. And at if it gets to be a certain point where he tries to come back with 30, 35 games left, it's going to sound terrible, but I would bring him off the bench. Um, because at that point you've already established a work culture and an offense and a system with Grayson Allen, um, in that lineup. And now you can essentially give Brad, you know, Bradley Beal less minutes, um, to focus on his health. Um, but then you can also allow him to come off the bench and just score and create and play make. Um, I think Kevin Durant, as well as Devin Booker have done a great job distributing the basketball and being their de facto point guards. Um, but for me, it really just depends on Bradley Beal. Like, I, I, like he has to be um, a full version of himself. Um, but he needs to be a full version of himself with actual time um, and not just, um, you know, th like the thing that we've seen, or I would say since Steph Curry, Draymond, and Clay really like, you know, became the monsters that they are. Um, is that everyone is, and even as we mentioned um, in regards to, um, what team was that when we talked, oh, we were talking about the Suns earlier, and I was talking about Kevin Durant's teams. They've, you know, we've seen these types of things happen, even with Harden in Philly, um, you know, um, you know, Katie in Brooklyn. Um, these types of situations where you try to build through the summer rather than building through years of, of building, um, they they tend to catch up a lot faster to those teams in the playoffs than teams, um, for instance, like the Nuggets, right? Like the Nuggets um, have shown 
through their belief in Nikola Jokic and their belief in their draft picks and the people that they bring on to construct their roster, um, that time is not a relevant thing for them. Now, it was because they were bad for so long, but being bad for so long allows you to build years of good habits. And you don't fire Mike Malone that year when people were saying he should have been fired. And that, uh, and you actually give him an extension. And you double down even more on Nikola Jokic. Um, you double down on Michael Porter Jr. at a point in time where his back was hot. And we were wondering if he was going to actually be a good NBA player that could stay on the floor. Um, and now he's a champion and literally a 41.1% career shooter from three-point land. If he finishes his career at a 10-year-long clip, Plus, he'll go down as one of the greatest shooters of all time, playing with arguably one of the greatest. If not, we don't know how we know where his career will end. Jokic could be the greatest big man of all time. Um, so if you have the greatest big man of all time, you got the one of the greatest fire starters of all time in Jamal Murray. He's not a superstar or an all-star, but he's a great fire starter. You have a guy, Michael Porter Jr., that's one of the greatest shooters of all time. And then you have young pieces like Brown and those other guys that you've drafted and cultivated and KCP, those guys, you've built that camaraderie. All, you see how long I just talked about them building, right? Now let's talk about the Phoenix Suns. Kevin Durant got traded their last um, trade deadline, basically, to play with Devin Booker. They lost in the playoffs. This season, they traded away Chris Paul, and, um, and they got Bradley Bill. And now they're trying to build a championship contender this year and compete for a championship. The difference in the bills. It can work. No, it won't. It doesn't. It you've never probably you know, won't. You've never seen it work, though. That's the thing about it. You've never seen That's it work. And you can't use Golden State as an example, as I said. I can use Boston. Have, I can use, they, I can use one Boston? team. I can use the, uh, the, um, the uh, Big Three Celtics. Probably the most recent, if I'm not mistaken, just going back in my mind, the most recent example of a team that literally got together, won a fly, and won the championship. It okay. can work. How many years ago was that? Almost 20 at this point. Okay. Um, shit, the big three Heat got together, at least went to the finals. They didn't win it, but they got together on the fly, at least went to the finals, and then went to three more finals after that and won two in four years. So it can work, especially when you do have uh, the pieces that they have. I just don't. I, I just still don't know if they're better than Denver. That's the thing. I don't know if they're still better than – I don't know if even what you have if, is better than Denver. And also – they're currently 19th in defense. They have to play better defense. They have to figure out a way to at least be a top 12 defensive team. Um, the, a, a top 12 defensive team, and I'm only saying 12 because I'm just looking at potentially what their offense could be if everybody can get on the court and be healthy. You on that D-O-P-E media They do job. not need Harden and Russ. But speaking of Harden and Russ, L.A. Clippers, thoughts on the Clippers. Um, they've won a couple of games. And their last uh, 10 games, they are 4-6. and six. Um, They won a couple of games now since uh, Harden has come over. They're still 11th in the conference. I assume, I assume, I assume they'll end up somewhere from the 7 to 10 range. Maybe they'll get to 6. I don't know. But um, thoughts on the Clippers and how Harden looks. Obviously, Russ took it up on himself to come off the bench. Um, Terrence Mann is in the um, starting lineup. What do you think about what you've been seeing? Uh, I think that they are still arguably the fifth best team in their own um, division. Not you have mad the Suns, you have the Kings, the Lakers, the Warriors, and the Clippers. 
I I told you they they didn't the worst thing that they could have done this year was make that trade for Harden. And I know you're going to say, "Yeah, but it'll look fun." I don't give a damn how fun it look if you're not going to win a championship. I have I have no no no, I'm I've been following them and chronicling them for 5 years now. And as I've said a bunch of times during this season and the preseason, I am tired. I am tired of putting my false faith in them as not only an analyst who's analyzing them and being like, yo, this could really work, but also being someone that's around them. And when you see it work really well, it works really well. But the thing that I haven't seen from them is it worked really well at all. Um, now, I, now, I will say this. I did not watch the Mavericks game, um, but... I did watch the loss to um, New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans game. Um, you beat the Spurs, who, as you that told don't me count. last night, are literally trying to they're, lose. They're not. They're literally not trying to win basketball. And, games. The, and then you win that very highly contested matchup, um, you know, with the Houston Rockets, who are actually, you know, really good this year with Ime Udoka, you know, leading the ship. Um, so to me, looking at everything that's on the board right now. The Timberwolves are actually the best team in the entire league. Um, well, I mean, actually, the Celtics have one more win. Um, win. But the T-Wolves and the Celtics are the best teams in the league. In the Western Conference right now, it's the T-Wolves, OKC Thunder, the Phoenix Suns, the Denver Nuggets, the Dallas Mavericks, the Sacramento Kings, are, and, and those are the top six teams. The teams that would be in the play-in are the Lakers, the Houston Rockets, the New Orleans Pelicans, the Golden State Warriors, and the L.A. Clippers. Um, well, actually, LA Clippers are 11, technically. Now, I don't see the Jazz making a run at all this year. I think they've realized that they have a superstar in Keontae. Jo- um, um, I think his name is George. Superstar? Yeah, that kid. I've been saying it since Summer League. That kid, Keontae George, is going to be a superstar one day. Okay. Remember, I said it. He, he looked really good in Summer League. He was huh? balling in Summer League. He's, he was he's been, balling in he's Summer been League. Ball, he's been balling this year. He's been balling okay. this year for them. He's, he's been okay. Uh, no, I won't say. He can okay. score. He can no, score. I won't. I won't can no, score. that's a lie. He's averaging 5.3 assists. I just like, said he can score. He has not been shooting well this year. But part of that to me is because he wasn't coming into the season expecting to start. And I think once you get into the situation, you know, when you're the Utah Jazz where you see what he did over, over at Summer League, you're like, Colin is better off the bench, Right. So you don't really want to start Colin. So, you, so you're going to throw this kid into the fire. Um, and I think he's performed very, very well. Like I said, he's not shooting very, very well. But this kid is going to be a superstar. Because even while shooting 33% from the field and 32% from the three, he's still averaging nine points and five assists a game as a rookie playing, I believe, it's 24 minutes a game. So he is going to be very, very good. He's going to be a point guard that we will talk about for the next decade. Um, and I think that they are not at this point trying to be competitive. They're focusing on giving him the opportunity to grow into his role. And next year, I believe that they're going to, especially if they're in a lottery again, try to go out and keep building. I don't believe that they have a contender as long as Jordan Clarkson is starting as their shooting guard. So if I'm them, like we got Laurie, we got John Collins, they young, they cool. And we got Kessler Walker, they cool. We got a bunch of draft picks. Let's take one more year since we've been bad to start and build. Um, and I think the Blazers are doing the same thing. 
and I think the Grizzlies have to do the Memphis, same thing. They, they, Memphis, we, 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 we can. We I will can say this. Later. I will they, say this. If Glock Morant come back and take them to the playoffs, he is the MVP, and he needs to I'm be not at, mad at his that. MVP press conference like this with the trophy. <laughs> like that's not gonna happen. Like that's this. not gonna happen. But that's that that Glock that's Morant. not gonna happen. But if Glock Morant come back and they get to the tenth seed. He need every award. He need clutch player. He need every award that they, 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 they got to give that man. Give. They got to give him. They got to give. It's that not man gonna happen. Most though. improved player it of the year. It ain't gonna happen. But if he does, that yeah. But continue with the Clippers. Yeah. So for me, looking at the Clippers and looking at like the Jazz, right? The Jazz are the only team that I think that can really challenge you to get uh, you know for that eleven spot, which means now we we are basically five hundred. So we don't need to focus on what's behind us because we're better than those teams and they're not going to catch up to us because we strategically have um, uh, an advantage over them long term. So if you look at that and the Spurs losing 12 in a row, which is unconscionable, and I love Greg Popovich, but if we, are, we are getting to the point where we might need to start throwing some charges against him for sabotage because this is ridiculous. And I argue against Jeremy Shohan being worse than Jordan Poole. But if I said Jordan Poole is the worst player in the NBA right now, you have the second worst player starting as your point guard, and he's not a point guard. He's a small forward power forward. <laughs> a non-scoring small poor, I'm sorry, small forward power forward. He's a rebounder. And like, what do we do? Put the point guard in the game and let just gee, throw the ball at the rim. Just get it anywhere. Like, if you even get it 11 feet in the air, he could just tap it in. That play that they was, I mean, they showed yeah. last night the when that man was running down the court and Wimby arms wide up, G, trailing. Nobody even next to him, G. You throw it to the corner. What are we doing? What are we doing? They are, not, they are actively not trying to win basketball games. What are we doing, bro? So, for me... If I'm the Clippers, that's what we have to deal with in the, in the rear view. So we only need to focus on what's ahead of us. And I think that the Warriors are really, really bad this year, and I don't think that they'll be good. I think it is over. I think you might see Klay Thompson get traded. You might see Chris Paul. Trade. Yes, you can. They can't trade Shit. Clay. Man. They can't trade Clay. Shit. They can't trade Clay. They can't Shit. trade. They can't trade Clay. You know why I trade him? Man, they can't trade Clay, man. Shit. You know they why I trade him? Clay. Now, 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 hold on. I do think no. contract negotiations this summer. He wants a max. He's not getting a max. I do think contract negotiations this summer are going to be really interesting. And you're going to have to have some really honest conversations with that man. About <laughs> if I'm being play. honest, can't trade he's Clay. only really worth like. You about to say something disrespectful. No, I'm not. Like 15 million a year. Nah, G. Nah, G. Clay can get 20, bro. Clay can G, get He's making $43 million a year right now. That's outrageous. Clay already like, has what the first are we contract doing? in the league. But, but, but Clay can get 20, G. He can get 20, bro. He can get 20, G. I think nah, he'll finish G. the season somewhere averaging around 20 points. He can get 20, G. Clay ain't got to get 15 million, bro. You nah, can't G, get rid of Clay, go. dog. You can't get rid of Clay, bro. You can't get rid of Clay. You can't get rid of Clay. Shit. Now, like I say, I do think that negotiation table is gonna be a uh, is go is uh, is is gonna have some spirited conversations this offseason when he walk in there with whoever his agent is, sit down and sit across from who the uh who the uh GM now Dunleavy, is it uh Dunleavy? Yeah, Mike Dunleavy. Yeah. When he sit across from Mike Dunleavy, it's gonna be some some um, interesting conversations. But you can't trade Clay, dog. You can't trade Clay. 
You can't trade. I got. I got. I literally got the trade right here. No, you can't trade Clay, bro. I got the trade right here, and, and actually, it would low key kind of help both teams. What's the trade? Um, give me one second. I just need to look. I need to. I need to double check one thing real quick before trade. I before I. Yes, you can, bro. No, you can't. It, no, you can't trade. Clay. There comes a time in every player's career. You ain't got to trade. It him, is G. over, G. You ain't got to trade him, though, G. He just he just can't get no max contract. He just can't. He just he just he just you literally can't give him a max. You ain't got to trade him, though, G. He's still a good basketball player. He just ain't what he used to be. And also the Splash Brothers, the branding of the um situation. You also owe it to Clay to um finish what he started in Golden State. Boom. Give me that. If I'm the Warriors, give me that. But you, I feel give you. Give me it's that, not and it actually trade. makes the Orlando Magic trade. better. It's not a bad trade because they don't have size in the backcourt. It's with not Suggs, a bad trade. I Mark don't think Hill. it's a bad trade. I'm just saying. I, no, no, listen, no, listen. I'm just saying. No, listen. I think the only thing, but also, I might not want to give up Jonathan Isaac. I ain't even gonna hold you. Like, have you seen Jonathan Isaac play defense this season? Oh yeah, he, no. Have I you might seen not want to give up Isaac. his whole career. He's been a he's been in, he's been a monster on on offense. Like what? Look, look. He be well. His prayer has been working out. Like I mean, he might have been injured, but them prayers is working out. Like so, so, I so, I so, so again, back to the Clippers because that's what this was about. That's what you're dealing with. So for them, it's nothing to worry about. They're going to make the play-in tournament, um, and I and I truly believe one of the teams that are currently in, uh, I, I think that the T Wolves or the or the Thunder are going to trail off, and they'll wind up eventually coming back down to earth and being in that play-in spot. And I think the you know um, the final four playing teams will be the L.A. Lakers, the L.A. Clippers, the New Orleans Pelicans, and the Houston Rockets. And I think that when the Warriors lose this season, they're going to completely destroy everything and rebuild again around Steph. And you're going to see Draymond probably trade it, and you're going to see Clay trade it because at this point we are running our. We're literally banging our head against a brick wall trying to do the same thing that, you know, that's been working for a decade. But it's a new league. It's a new generation. And these young cats is whooping their ass right now. Clay out there getting hands every night on offense and defense. Like, he can't guard the so, You know, I forgot what analyst said, it, but you know, the analyst was like, one of Clay Thompson's greatest strips used to be that he was an underrated defensive monster. I uh, see. I was never on the train of Clay was a great defender. I was never on that train. I thought he was good. I was never on the train. Yeah, but I defender. disagree. But I was you, never on that train. I, and I think you've proved you've proven yourself wrong. How? You see what happens and what they look like now that he is no longer able to defend night in, listen. night out. No, 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 no. Listen, because now there's no He's, one else to defend the other team's primary offensive yes. option. He's definitely slipped. He could defend Kyrie. KD, he could LeBron. Only, no, he couldn't. He could yes, he only could. defend people that were four inches shorter. He ain't never strapped nobody his size, ever. Klay Thompson ain't never strapped nobody his size, ever. You cannot name me a single human being over 6'4 who we guarded. Who has he guarded that was over 6'4? It's Dame Lillard, Kyrie Irving, who was whooping that man ass. That man shot 80% down there. He shut Dame Lillard down. Week. He shut Dame down. He shut CJ down, too, because he was guarding, man, too. CJ 6'3". And I seen a couple people shut Dame down. If we want to keep it very honest, have you watched Dame this year? Uh, no, honestly, honestly, I've been working so much. I have not. 
the only time I get to watch basketball really is like the last two hours, and then sometimes I'll turn on a game and watch it. Like I try to watch all of Wimby's games, uh, but I have not. Like usually I will watch at least like 50 games a week, no lie. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm watching Fair. maybe like five a week. I, ain't even, I haven't even covered a Clippers game this year because I've been so busy. Fair. Regardless, a couple, he ain't never guarded nobody that was that, that, that was that. Yeah, that's about it. That never. But my thing with the Clippers is, um, like I said, I think you're, they still have no actual idea about, they, I think they still have no idea every possession on what they actually want to do. Even if you look at the game winner against Houston that uh, Harden hit, Kawhi was dribbling like shit. They realized he couldn't get by nobody and just threw it to Harden. And Harden just hit a step back because he cold and he could do that. But it still don't look like they have any actual intention sometimes when they run offense. Now, granted, I did see um, they have this one play that they'll usually run, which either leads to like a lob or leads to like a, the, like a little pop-out three. that They ran a couple times in the um, Pelicans game. So I do see them actually trying to run offense. But I still think that they're trying to figure it out and like not step on each other's toes. Now, uh, one thing I do like is PG is back to being aggressive. I also do like the change with one of them had to go to the bench. Obviously, it's going to be Russell ended up going to the bench um, just because like you traded for Harden. Harden's also getting paid $40 million. Even contracts say, Russ, you the one who had to go to the bench because you ain't making that much money, so you got to sacrifice. So you go to the bench. Um, but Terrence Mann at least gives them somebody in their starting lineup who does something different. Like he ain't out there trying to score 20 points. And he can be effective even if he doesn't score the ball. Kawhi, PG, Harden, Russ, if they're not scoring no points, like none, their effectiveness kind of drops on. T-Man, he might still go out there and play wild hard. He might get you four steals. He might get you a block, get you a couple rebounds. Now you got somebody who can actually – now you don't have to have Kawhi or PG guard the best player. You can have Terrence Mann guard the best perimeter player now. Um, you can kind of hide Harden on defense now. So I do like the addition of Terrence Mann, but I, they just have to – you have to get them like 20 games, and they have to just figure out how to all be aggressive together and how to run some semblance of offense. Like all three of y'all can't just – y'all can, but y'all can't just dribble. Like uh, like none of y'all are – like granted, now obviously if we talk about like the Nets, right? All right, so you talk about the Nets two years ago. You got three of the best isolation players of all time. I fuck with Kawhi. I fuck with PG. Obviously, Harden is up there, but he's not what he once used to be. You just can't sit there and just think you're just going to dribble by everybody. That's not what's going to happen. So y'all have to somehow run some semblance of an offense. Harden, you got to keep working on your corner threes. I hope after practice you out there. Shooting a whole bunch of corner threes, just catch and shoot threes. Um, I've been seeing him trying to do more of it this uh um um this year. He because he has to, because it's sometimes he's gonna be standing there, but you gotta keep working on that, keep getting better at that. I think again, it will look better than what it has looked so far, but we gotta get his team at least 20 games. And again, as far as championship goes, I don't know, but I do think. Um, like you said, you think that they're the fifth, the fifth, I think you said the fifth best team in the um conference. I think their ceiling is higher than everybody in the conference besides the Suns. I disagree. Now their floor might be I disagree. lower, but I think their ceiling, as currently constructed, is higher than everybody. No, it's not because they can't defend Jokic. No, no, I mean, no, wait, no, no, wait, no, wait, not their conference. I mean, their division. Okay, their division. No, in the conference, their ceiling. Is higher than everybody besides, I think, the Timberwolves, the Nuggets, 
and the Suns. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. They If they rip off 10 games in a row at one point in time during the season, which I think could be possible, then my opinions might change. But at this current point in time, I just see them as like a play-in team, and they're not going to get anywhere because if they face the Nuggets in the first round or the, or they wind up facing the Thunder or the T-Wolves, I don't think they're going to win. They can beat um, the Thunder. Mm, they nah. can They can beat the Thunder. Nah. To me, they can't. I don't think they can. I don't think they have enough size. And the Thunder have size at literally every single position. And they got and they got size and depth at every position. They do. Jalen Williams. Oh. Oh, you know what? Actually, yeah. Say what I'm gonna say. Actually, you know what? Nasty do man. They, do they have size at every position? Actually, nasty do they man. Have at every position? Alleged nasty man might not be there. Alleged, alleged, <laughs> alleged. I'm not even gonna say his name. Alleged Mr. Nasty Man might not be there because if what he is alleged of doing he actually did they are going to be in a world of trouble because there is no way like g lou dort is on my fantasy team g i am i have never been so disappointed in a player that that was drafted on my team ever and isaiah joe i like isaiah joe but even if you watch um even if you even if you look at the timeline when thunder games are on thunder fans complain about him a lot so if Mr. Nasty Man is not there, then it's a, I promise you, if he gets suspended, which is a very real possibility, while he continues to play, while these allegations are out there, if he gets suspended for a long period of time, the Thunder are going to drop, and they will probably be a lottery team. So, I disagree with that. Nah. You still have shit. Nah, I disagree with that. You, you just got Shea and Chet at that point. Yeah, but listen, you, you, you still have Shea, who was an MVP candidate, probably. Candidate, candidate at this moment. You do have Jalen Williams, like, and Giddy is not, Giddy can't really shoot. Like, he's not the best I didn't, shooter. I did not I did not say anybody's name, but yes, I agree. He's not, he's not the best shooter. Um, I think that they can, and I, I don't even know long-term, we'll see, obviously, but I don't even know long-term what his fit was with this team regardless. Especially if his jumper doesn't improve. Yes, he can handle the ball. He can do some things. But I think next to Shea, you need somebody who can. And then you have what Carson uh, Carson Wallace, who was uh, you picked him in the um, lottery. They have and they have so many draft picks. If 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 it if it comes a situation where you know um you well well they 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 do an investigation and determine whatever they his determine. Case and Wallace, by the way. Case and Wallace. If they do an investigation and they determine whatever they determine that comes with that uh, situation. You have 96 trillion, gazillion, million picks to do anything with that you physically cannot use. Like when you play 2K against the Thunder and you like start going in into the future, they have entirely too many draft picks. Like they have to get rid of some of them and trade them anyway. So you can go out there and make a trade with somebody. I think the Thunder, regardless, no matter what, um, can stay at them. I mean, Chet is having, and it puts more offense responsibility on Chet, which I don't think is a bad thing. Like Chet right now is shooting. What is Chet shooting from the field? Yeah, he's also not playing like a rookie, which I will give. The, you know, that's the credit of um, to him, not only his talent, but also him being able to watch the game uh, for a year and really learn. Yeah, he's uh, shooting fifty six percent from the field and forty three percent from three. Yeah. I and he's only taking eleven shots. If he got to go up to sixteen, is that a bad thing? No. Not. So no, I think regards the Thunder are loaded with talent. Like as as long as Chet and Shea are on the court, they they'll figure out whatever and they'll be fine. They'll figure out whatever and they'll be fine. 
I'm not in my personal opinion. So let's go ahead. You had a hardened topic up here. Oh no, no that was old. That's old. I want to talk about the. I want to talk about the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies, okay. let it go. Let it go, brother. Just like at this point, outside of just Ja, you're missing entirely too much. All of your centers are hurt. All of them. You had to sign Biz McBiombo off the street. Who's playing solid basketball? Gee, Biz McBiombo is playing his ass off. He on my fantasy because team. He has to. He's playing mad minutes because they have no centers. You have Santi Adama next to him. I think I'm pronouncing his name correct. You have Santi Adama next to him. Other than that, they have no centers. Even yeah, Xavier Tillman hurt. Yeah, they, they all hurt. Brandon Clark coming back off 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 his um Achilles is still messed up. Steven uh, Adams, unfortunately, his career, I don't know what's going on with his career. Like, he might not play. Even, and even if he does return, he may not be the player that he once was because at this point, you basically missed. You you, you had the uh, knee sprain last year. Then I guess it didn't heal. So you had to have legit surgery this year. He's out the whole um, uh, full year. Jaron Jackson has not been great this season. Yeah, Marcus Smart hurt. Luke Kennard is hurt. Let it go. And also, I think this could be a blessing in disguise because I think if you're the Grizzlies, you do need one more. You need one more piece. You need one more pivotal piece. Especially, again, if Steven Adams... If you're trying to draft that, then that's not going to help you become a contender next year. I disagree with that because the thing about the Grizzlies... Well, maybe not next year, but the thing about the Grizzlies is they're not an old team. I mean, unless they can fuck around and get Cooper Flag. Like the Grizzlies, one aren't a old team. They are gonna run into the issue of you're gonna have to start paying people soon. They actually already have started paying people, but those contracts are gonna start hitting soon. So some of these people are gonna have to let go anyway. I think Desmond Bain resigned for I, I think Desmond Bain resigned for like a hundred some million. Ja already his money gonna start kicking in. Jaron money already there. So you already got what basically six hundred million dollars invested in three people, which will help you from signing XYZ free agents because again, you do play in Memphis, Tennessee. So the money that you're willing to spend in Memphis, Tennessee ain't the money that you probably wouldn't have spent if you was playing in Boston, Golden State, Miami, L.A., or something like that. So they probably do need one more piece. Let it go. Obama has also been playing very well this year, I didn't bro. say he... 14.6, rebounds. Because... Shooting 33% from the three, 44.6%. He's playing 26 minutes a game. Because he has to. Uh, yeah, but I don't, I don't like that. That's, that's kind of bullshit. Why is it bullshit? Because he's a. First, I'm not saying he's no. Because no, he's listen. a first round pick. No, listen, listen. From two years ago, so listen, it's, it's the, not, now. Now was the time for first round pick where you would be playing listen, and getting minutes. Listen, I am not when saying. When Ja comes back, Marcus Smart come back in three to five weeks. Xavier Tillman is week to week with his knee, and um, Luke Kennard is week to week. They're not going to make the play in, but I don't think that their goal is to be the worst team in the league. I mean, it probably ain't your goal, and they probably eventually won't be the worst team in the league. I mean, look, you got the Pistons 2-14. and 14, You got the Wizards 2-14 and 14, who create ways to lose games. The Spurs are also creating ways to lose basketball games. You probably won't be the best team, in, the worst team in the league if your people are healthy. The problem is, when Ja comes back, you might be 3-20. and 20. Well, what the, well, what's their record right now? Their record right now is 3-13. and 13. You might be 5-20 and 20 by the time Ja comes back, and that's 15 games down at, like, at that point, it just actually might be a lost season for you, um, Tank. And, again, you're in Memphis. You really don't get too many free agents like that. They were a team, actually, if they were good, I was going to say they should maybe think about trading for, like, DeMar DeRozan. No, I think you trade for him now. 
No, you don't trade for him now. What are you talking about? Because he's on. Because he's on a. I think Demar is the a season, guy. To me, the season is lost. It's about to be lost. <clears throat> like we still have Ja comes back. What Christmas? I think it is. And again, they need more than just Ja. Like Ja isn't the full reason why they're bad. They're missing all of their centers. Even if we look at last year, right? When Steven Adams got hurt and couldn't come back and Brandon Clark wasn't there, they looked like a completely different basketball team. Like, with the, I, like I think if Steven Adams is there and Brandon Clark is there with all those people, the Lakers aren't in the conference finals. I think the Lakers made the conference finals last year was an admiration. They just happened to play a team that literally didn't was missing pretty much all of their centers. And Xavier Tillman was tasked with the job of guard Anthony Davis for six games. Yeah, but to me, a team that won 51 games last year, but they're missing like three, like four core pieces. Yeah, but let's just say Jock. Uh, yeah, but but to me, if Jock comes back and your starting lineup is Bane, Ja, Biz, um, um, Bro, and Bro, he was just talking about. You would have Jaron Jackson. And Jaron Jackson. Jackson. That's not a bad lineup to start with. Now that um, will win you. That will make you 500 the rest of the season. And you will still be, if you find the rest of the season, you will still be 15 games below 500. That's what that will do for you. It will make you foul in the rest of the season. This is pretty much over with for them. But, again, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think you can get one more piece. I'm pretty sure they have their pick. And, also, you do get to, like you just said, look at some of the young guys, develop guys like Zaire Williams. You get to see Santee. Um, and Desmond Bain, I, I think if there's one saving grace, is that it looks like Desmond Bain has taken a step. Like Desmond Bain is seeing what it's looked like to, you know, be like the main number one offensive option. And I think that – and he's – He's doing more than just shooting the ball. He's putting the ball on the floor, really making things happen. I think if there's one saving grace, like his 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 development, when you bring that back with Ja, and you do have like you know uh, a a a fully realized Desmond Bain who's used to you know going out there and getting his own buckets. I think that really helps. I do think one of the things that they were missing was one more scorer. I thought I, th- I felt like at times it was too much on Ja to score the basketball. Like, I don't think Jaron Jackson is a scorer. I think he can score the ball, but he's not a scorer. Like, I don't – like, he can shoot. He got a little bit of post moves, but not like he really out there going down there and Hakeem and shit. So, I thought that they did need one more score. So, there's one saving grace is that you are running guys out there like that um, who can, you know, uh, improve themselves. And, um, you know, uh, you we, we can we can see what they may look like in the future when you bring job back. But yeah. – um, Let's – real quick, random talk. Um, the Pistons. Um, why do they suck? I mean, we know why they suck. Um, I didn't think they would be this bad, though. Um, what are your thoughts on Cade Cunningham? What are your thoughts on the Pistons, and why do you think that they are this bad? Um, obviously, they you know it's a very young team. Um, Asir Thompson has been playing um, incredible out of his mind. He's basically averaging a double double as a small forward. Um, and you know, Cade is giving you 22 a night, um, and 7.1 assists, which is good, but he's only shooting 40% from the three. He's averaging um, five turnovers, yeah. 4.8 turnovers is a lot, that's five possessions a game you're giving up. Um, just him. Um, I also think Jaden Ivey, um, took a step back this year. Well, they um, helped him take a step back, they started killing Hayes over him, like they pretty much moved him to the bench. Like, I don't actually know what's going on in Detroit, right? Also, the one, K needs to play better, for sure. Five turnovers, bro. Like, 
if your starting point guard is averaging five turnovers, what do you, do you think that you could be a good basketball team? But also the Pistons have to help K play better. They have log jams. Like, bro, you have Stuart Wiseman, uh, Jalen Duran, and you, you, well, Wiseman, Jalen Durham, you have Marvin Bagley, and you have uh, Isaiah Stewart, basically all playing the same position. I love Jalen Durham. I think Jalen Durham could be one of the better. I, I think I think he's like, I'm not saying he's going to be this good, but I think he is a Dwight Howard type of basketball player. Not saying he's going to be prime Dwight, but he's like just like that type of basketball player. But you got to free everybody up. Like they have log jams at positions, even the guards. Bro, you gonna have to pick between Killian Hayes and Jay Nivey. I'ma assume you're gonna pick Jay Nivey, but you gotta pick between the people. Like they have log jams at guard, and they and they also have um um Marcus Sasser, who when he plays, he's pretty good. I mean, he's 16 games, 47% from the field, 38% from three, giving you eight points a game. Like they have logs and Killian Hayes, who's literally starting. He's starting, he's starting and doing this. Starting averaging nine points, four assists, shooting 39% from three and 30%, no, 30% from three and 39% from the field. What are we doing? Like the Pistons at some point in time have to trade some. I granted, it's still very young. You probably still trying to just um, see what you have. I mean, I don't even know if you expected a sword to come in and be doing this. So you still maybe trying to see what you have, but you have to at some point in time start getting these pieces out of there so that your young guys can grow. Like if you want to, like if you want Jay to become Jaden to become what he can become, he gotta play. If you want Durant to become what he can become, you gotta let him play. Like you have to give these guys room to grow. And get and again, K. Yes, he has to play better. Five turnovers is completely unacceptable. But some of this is probably what do you want me to do? You have me in the backcourt with Killian Hayes. Shout out Killian Hayes. But you have me in the backcourt with Killian Hayes. What do you actually want me to do? So again, I thought they would be better. I didn't think they would be two and four. I didn't think they would be two and fourteen, especially Monty and and Monty. Like you have job security, right? Like he's the highest paid coach in the NBA at this point in time. He's the highest paid coach in the in the um, NBA. So you assume that they're gonna um, I, 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 let him grow this team the way that he wants to grow this team. So maybe that's why they had these guys running, running out there doing this. But again, you have to at some point in time get some of these pieces out of here and like start to cultivate an actual team and figure out what you're doing. Yeah, I agree. Um, I just personally um, think that they're just going through the same growing pains that the next team that we're about to talk about, the Orlando Magic, went through. Um, and I just think that it's just a, a by, uh, I'm sorry, a, a byproduct of having a very very young team. That's inexperienced. They don't really have a ton of veterans, and even the veterans they have don't really aren't really the type of veterans that can command respect. Um, I like Isaiah Stewart, um, but I think he needs to be eventually a bench player, um, and I think that they need to get more shooting so that way they can spread the floor more. Um, they have guys that can attack the rim in Azir Thompson and Cade Cunningham, but if everything is log jam because you're so large in the front court. Um, and you don't have the ability to really stretch the floor, which Isaiah Stewart, um, Thompson, or um, um, Duran, you know, they're not able to do. Um, that creates a lot of what I believe specifically for um, Kay Cunningham is just a lot of opportunities where he has the ball in his hands and there's really nowhere to go with the ball because they can't shoot. So he's going to take a bad shot or he's going to get a turnover. 
So, you know, I think they'll be all right going um, toward the future long term. I'm not really worried about them. Um, I knew they were going to be awful this year. So it's just a byproduct of what I already figured. Um, so let's round out the show and talk about the, um, the magic. Um, can they keep this up? Uh, I don't think they'll keep up being a second seed in the conference. No. I think right now they're currently, if I'm not mistaken, they are the second seed needs. Like, no, they're not going to be second seed needs. But I think that they can be a playing team. Or maybe they can be a team that maybe they get the sixth spot. Um, but, y- yes, uh, again, we talked about it yesterday in real life. I love Jalen Suggs. I think Jalen Suggs finally figured out I'm probably not going to be a star player, but I can be Josh Hart. And Josh Hart will make a hundred million dollars through his NBA career, and Josh Hart will be a part. Josh Hart will play a part in winning basketball probably as long as he's in the NBA. Um, he can be, he can, he can be that for them. Um, I still think that maybe they need, maybe they can make a trade, and maybe they can figure out their backcourt. But at the same time, you could probably just let these guys grow. Um, Anthony Black, you can kind of see what you have in him. Markel Fultz, and then also they still have injuries like Wendell Carter is hurt, Markel Fultz is hurt, which actually low key might help them some. They're another team where they still have like a lot of log gems at certain positions. So like having guys out um, probably does give other guys the freedom to play or just like frees them up and uh, makes your um, rotations work easier. But shout out to the job that uh, Jamal Mosley is doing. And I don't know if they have a superstar on their roster. I don't know. Like I don't know if Paolo becomes a superstar. I don't think France becomes a superstar, but I do think that both of these guys become really, really good basketball players. Like I think that they are more like, three-time All-Stars or four-time All-Stars in good years than, like, perennial All-Stars. I don't know if they have a superstar, but, yeah. I mean, even if you look at last year, like, they start – the reason why they weren't better last year was because everybody was hurt in the beginning of the season and they started off terribly. Once they got their guys back, they actually went 500 the rest of the way last year. Like, they were, like – I think over the last 40 games or, like, the last 50-some games, they were, like, 29 and 29 or something like that. So this this is not a bad team. This is kind of to be – expected and then also you've been bad for fucking a deck well you've been you haven't always been terrible because you've made the playoffs but you haven't been good so you've been around the lottery late lottery got a number one pick you've been doing this for like a decade the bulls decided to help you out by (laughs) trading you two lottery picks for vucevic or whatever, and giving you Wendell Carter, which is somebody who fits your timeline. So it's actually about time right now for the Magic to win basketball games. So I don't think that they'll keep it up as far as being a second seed. Hell no, they're not gonna say the second seed all year. Keep this up as far as um 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 uh, being a a competitive basketball team that can maybe be in a play in or maybe get a late playoff uh, like that like that uh six spot. Yes, I think that that's very realistic for them to do. Yeah, um, looking at them, I think the the biggest asset that they have um, is that they do have a ton of depth. Um, I believe there are, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, six guys right now currently averaging at least 10, and Wendell Carter is averaging 9.4. Um, but Wendell Carter and Fultz have both been hurt. Um, but if I'm them, I think I might stick with what we've been going with with our current lineup. Um, obviously, like Mo Wagner is not, um, you know, you know Wendell Carter, so Wendell Carter will eventually go back into his role. But in terms of Markel, I think I might like I wouldn't necessarily be in a rush to start him again. 
Um, I would let I would ride this wave out and 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 let Cole Anthony lose his job, um, um, you know, versus being like. And I hate to do that when players get injured, but if I'm just being honest, like it seems like it's been working very very well. They won seven in a row. Their next games are two games against the Washington Wizards at home and away, and then they play the Brooklyn Nets, which means that they'll probably get to a ten game win streak, uh, which will be thoroughly impressive for them. Um, especially considering their history. But then when you look at their upcoming schedule for December, that's when you actually start to play more of the Giants um, and more of the teams that you'll actually see in the conference kind of as you move and go down the line. Um, their December, after they play, um, you know, um, these next three games versus Washington, Washington, Brooklyn, then they play Cleveland, then they play at Boston um, twice in a row, then they play the Heat, then they play the Bucks, then they play the Pacers, then they play Washington, which is kind of a gimme, then they play Philadelphia, New York, and then they round the month out with Phoenix. They could very well, in the month of, in the month of December, only win three or four games. Uh, which then kind of puts them back to being who they were with the old Magic. Now, I believe that they'll go closer to 500 in the month of December, but if they're going closer to 500, then that means that they're essentially kind of floating back down into reality, into where they probably should be. Um, so will they keep this up? Can they keep it up? I don't know. I, I think I think um, what I really want to see from uh, – um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, from Banchero is really – um, there is a there is another level and another gear of aggression that he needs to bring to his game. Um, I think he came back from the Olympics and he's been playing a lot smarter or from, from FIBA or whatever it is. He's been playing a lot smarter basketball, but I still feel like he doesn't realize that he is a physical presence and that most of the guys in the NBA are even if they are stronger than him. He's just a larger guy. So if he just moves, like even Ricky G, shout out Ricky G on Twitter. He tweeted, LeBron just goes through people's bodies. And that's what makes LeBron really successful and able to go and to be able to get as many free throws as LeBron has been able to get over his career. And also, like, control the pace of the game. Paolo this year is averaging, let me see, free throw attempts. Let me see for the free throw attempts. He's taking 6.2 free throw attempts per game this year. That's 1.2 less than he took last year. So if they're going to sustain this, he has to eclipse 21 points a game this year, which means he has to score one and a half more points. He needs to be more aggressive and he needs to be more physical um, and he needs to get in that weight room. Um, once he really taps into his adult body, and he realizes that he is a physical presence, he will no doubt be a superstar and be the best player on this team. He's still playing, even for this to be his second year, at a very, very high level. Like, he's still night in and night out, to me, outplaying Wimby and Chet. Now, maybe with Chet, it's more of an argument, but if we're talking about but if we're talking about roles of responsibility, he is the number one option on that team in terms That's of scoring debatable. the ball. It's not debatable. He's averaging more points than France. He's taking more yeah, shots than France. He's not, not taking debatable. more shots than France. France is taking 16.5. Okay, taking 16. Even more to my aggression point, he needs to be more aggressive. And if he's going to be more aggressive, they can keep this up. If he's not going to be aggressive, they're going to hit a skid. They're going to lose three, four games in a row, and then it'll be right back to the same magic that we've always seen. So it really, to me, it lies with Paolo because I truly believe that he is not only just the best player on the team, 
but he's also the best scorer on the team. Now, he's in his second year, but he just has to realize that if you can be physical or get out physical in FIBA, cool. That's a physical game. Take those same principles. He doesn't average a lot of fouls. He only averages 2.3 fouls. And if I was Jamal Mosley, I would say, hey, two times a game, I need you to run through somebody's body. And if you get, and if you, and if your foul average go up 0.7 and you averaging three fouls a game, I'm cool with that. But I need a level of aggression from you where you are putting the league on notice like, hey, you cannot guard me when I'm getting to the rim. Because he got all the dribble moves. He got finesse underneath the rim. He can make a mid-range jumper. He, ha- he kind of reminds me of like a, a slightly taller, um, um, more basket-focused version of Melo. Versus I think Melo was much more of like a 15 feet and out player. And that's where his sweet spot was. I think Paolo's is more 15 feet and in if he can like really hone in on that. But in terms of body build and size, Melo was not small. Melo was a big guy. Paolo is not small. He's a big guy. He has to act like it. And if he does that, I think that they'll that they will actually make the playoffs and not make the play in. If he does not take his game up another level, they will be a playing team and they will lose. And we will be talking about how you know they can do what they should do next year. And like I said, if I was them, I would trade for Klay Thompson. I'm not joking. I think you have. I think I think when Mo goes back to the bench, um, you like like Jonathan Isaac to me it does not make or break this team defensively. He only adds to it. But I still feel as though when they get into the playoffs, the Magic or the play-in, or they get into these longer grind type of games, they still do not have a knockdown three-point shooter on their team. They have a lot of size. They have guys that can play defense um, in the front court, but they don't have a lot of knockdown shooting. And I still feel like at this point in time, Clay needs a change of scenery. He needs to be re-inspired, reinvigorated, and stop trying to talk like he was the guy he was years ago. And talk about the player he is now and look at his trajectory more of in a Ray Allen as he fades away rather than it being like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to still be the $43 million a year player. You're not that guy anymore. And that's no disrespect. It's just facts. So I think a new environment for him would help him. I um, don't disagree with the trade. I actually like the trade. I just I and he like to get on boats, right? Ain't Orlando battle water? Is Orlando battle water? Uh, not I don't it, it, look. Look, uh-huh. he he'll be in Miami all the time. Is Atlanta about the water? I yeah, it's got. I think it is. It's about the water. Oh, I don't think it's like a beach, beach city like Miami. Or t- regardless, I mean, I don't, I'll, I'll put it this I way: you're. Let's see, you're about. I don't know. Maybe like you an are hour a forty-five minute beach. flight away from Miami. I've flown yeah. Miami Orlando before. It's like a forty-five minute flight. Yeah, so I, don't yeah, dis- exactly. I don't. I don't. I so don't disagree with the trade. Like, I just think that you can't. I'm just on the side of you can't trade Clay Thompson. I don't disagree with the trade. I'm on the side I, of he should have took the deal that they offered him that was for less money. He they gave, offered him a deal. Yeah, that was the problem. He they couldn't get a contract extension done with him because he wanted a larger. He wanted to still be paid. And they didn't want to pay him what he wanted to be paid. So his whole thing this offseason was, I'm going to prove to y'all that y'all wrong. Well, you're not doing that. Not at all. Like, not any, like, if anything, Mike Dunleavy looked like a goddamn genius right now. I just think. He looked like Bob Myers 2.0. I just think that for branding purposes and also just what he's meant to this organization, you can't do him like that. 
at this point in time. But like I said earlier and previously, I think at the negotiating table this summer, yes, y'all are at work, but we got shit to do later too. Yeah, we have I, lives as well, brother. And, and this is we work for us, we motherfuckers. Have, we have lives as well, brother. But tap um, in later. Make sure you drop a like. Facts. Watch it later. It's up on the internet forever. You can click it whenever. Yeah. But um, as far as Clay goes, uh, like I said, I just think that the negotiating table this summer is going to be very interesting and they're going to have some spirited conversations. There's some real live heart to hearts when they start pulling out numbers and figures and pulling up averages and comparing him to players and see what they getting paid. But yeah, but but I, but I don't going to be like, I still want the max. They're going to be like, you do good. though. you do good. though. you do good. though. But again, I don't disagree with the trade. I do think that they could use one more. I think that really the only thing that they're quote unquote missing is probably like a a better guard. Like that's like probably a, the only like thing that they're missing. Like a clay a better guard. Yes, a, a better guard. Make, but make that call. And and the way you sell it to Clay is Clay, how much money you want next year? He hell uh, no. I, I, I want 43. All right, we'll give you 30. But 30, but 30 on a three-year deal, two years, team hey. option. Two years team option is fucking hilarious. Why? Two years team option is hilarious. If it don't work out this year, he's getting traded next year. <laughs> Again. <laughs> but, 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 uh, but my There's thing. No but, disrespect to Clay. It's just, it's just uh, in the words of the great Eminem, even though these kids claim they don't rock with Eminem, he has some amazing lyrics. And one of my favorite Eminem lyrics is, when your run is over, just admit that it's at its end. And sometimes the run is over. And for Clay, the run is over. So now it's time to be the greatest teammate you can be for the rest of your career. <laughs> Clay could put together some good seasons, but I'm not mad at that. I'm what, not mad at that. Will he ever be an all-star again? No. Then it's time to be a good teammate. How many times was he an all-star before, though? Like four? Like, it's not like he was there every year. Clay is a five-time All-Star, five-time All-Star, two-time yeah, All-Star. I mean, he he was there every year before he before he took off like Superman doing that dunk and tore his ACL. Honestly, if, if I'm sure if it's one thing in life he regrets. It's, it's, it's trying, not trying to dunk the ball. He was too turned up. Yeah, it's like, bro, I should have just laid that shit up, bro. Up. He was laid that up. They would have smacked that shit out of there. He was too, for real, he was way too, too turned, turned up. up. He like, he like, oh, KD out? I'm, I'm finna do it. He had just hit that three, that yep. dumbass three over fucking Fred Van. That was an outrageous shot. That was an outrageous shot. And he got shot. the ball and saw the glory. <laughs> and tried to duck and tore his shit. He should have done that. I he still think they would have won that series if he wouldn't have gotten hurt. They might have came back. Because if they would have won that game, they go back to game seven in Toronto. I am so not confident that. G. That, that, uh, you can't run a box. So you, can't, you can't run a boxing one with Clay out there. Yeah, I'm so not confident. G. In that. G they had Iggy. Mother, they had Iggy, Steph, Dre, and motherfucking Alfonso McKinney. Shout Boogie. out to him. I went to high school with him. G, Boogie was on the court too. Yeah, Boogie too. And um Quinn Cook. G. Come on, G. I know Steph, I know Steph Curry just be looking around the locker room sometime like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of this episode. Steph Curry be looking around the locker room like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking around the locker room like fuck. 
You some, you some fucking private. You look over this Moses Moody GI right, man. There's no, there's no disrespect to Moses because actually, no disrespect Moses, to Moses. But I think Moses Moody can play basketball too. But you're not private, Andre Iguodala. I I fuck with Moses Moody. I fuck with all that young guys, but still, around like fuck. You look over, you see Chris Paul. He on your team. Like, gee, I used to be whooping his motherfucking ass for years. Now he on my team. Gee, he's starting. Oh. Real quick, before we get out of here, what do you think about the Chris Paul Scott Foster thing? Has it officially gone too far? No, they need like they need to stop letting him referee the games. Period. Any game Chris Paul is involved in, there's a very clear and abundant conflict of interest. I think the NBA is like I'm. They've been. I'm really not liking what the NBA has been doing lately. Like they like they preach all this morality shit, but they just kind of operate like everybody else. They put the Black Lives Matter on the court for three months and took it off immediately. Like, I'm just look at them like I don't really know what's going on. Gee, they got they got a, you know, they got alleged statutory rapists. They got women beating men, people pulling out Glocks on Instagram. Like, I, 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 I you know, it the was NBA, worse in the 80s. The, it, it, it was worse in the 80s. Now the world was at a worse place. It was it was worse than the eighties, yes. But your league should not be degenerating forty years after you after you cleaned up your image. Like David Stern, respect to the goat, R.I.P. the goat. But I know sometimes he be turning over his grave. Like yo, what is going on? You all are ruining the the product. You're ruining the product. You're you're allowing these you're you're allowing the athletes to literally ruin the product. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I don't watch the Hornets games no more because I don't really give a damn about watching Miles Bridges hoop no more. After I saw after I saw them photos of what he pleaded no contest to, right, and he got suspended for a 25 game, I don't want to watch him play basketball no more. Mr. Nasty Man in Oklahoma City, if it's true, which is alleged, I don't want to fucking watch him play basketball anymore. I don't want to watch Scott Foster antagonize and 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 belittle Chris Paul, even though Chris Paul has a, is a historic hothead and an asshole. Chris Paul's record, I believe, when Scott Foster you know, referees his game over the last 20 games are three and 17. At what point are you maintaining and upholding the integrity of this league and of your sport? Because I'm going to be honest. Anytime Scott Foster referee won his games from now on, I need to be play, I need to be placing some money on the other team. Like, what are we doing? Like, the NBA is really tripping, and Scott Foster is really tripping. And for them to allow him game after game, year after year, to continue to call this man's basketball games when Chris Paul, especially now that Chris Paul acknowledged that they had a private meeting between him, Scott Foster, the league, and his father. Like, yeah. you, had, like you had to call the man daddy <laughs> for a fucking referee? What the fuck are we talking about? We grown as fuck. Like, I don't understand it. They have to do something. This is not jiggy. It's not cool. It's not fun. I don't want to. I honestly feel like they need to make him retire because I do not enjoy watching games that he referees in general. Wasn't he also? Um, yes. Best friends with yeah. Mr. Donahue. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, he was well, investigated. But yeah. if you but if you 
read some of the conspiracies, and actually, it's an actual fact that there are numerous referees that admitted that they would gamble and go to casinos, which is against their bylaws. But they was, but they said they did not bet on sports games. But they would, but they would go to casinos and gamble. So I don't. So like, and also we've heard players say like, "Yo, we know." You know, and even Tim Donahue said, like, I know who's going to win the game by the, you know, by the league pregame report. Like, oh, this guy been carrying too much. So now we call the carries on an old game. They losing their momentum. And then you also hear, and I've heard players, I forgot which player said it. I think it might have been Channing Fry, one of them guys. But it was like, yo, when we on a road and, like, it's a game six or a game seven situation, and we on a road, we you know in order to, to beat the team, we got to win by ten or win by oh. one. So if that's the comp, actually it might have been CJ or one of them guys. No, it was no, it was uh Evan Turner. He was the one talking about. He was uh, talking about when um that Philly and Boston series was going to seven, and he was like, "Who told him that?" He said, "I forgot. I think he said Tony, but T told him. He was like, Uh, "Hey yo, you know you we gonna have to win by ten and win by one." He like, "What you mean?" He like, "Who you want to watch in the conference finals? The big three Celtics or us?" He was like, "So if you want to win, we gonna have to win by ten and win by one." Yeah, so so if 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 that's a common thing, I think the NBA needs to really do something and evaluate their product, um, because it there should be no reason as to why the referees have to continuously be a national headline story, and why we should have to year after year talk about the player referee relations, right? When they should be getting better over time and not worse, and you should not allow a referee to call someone's games when you know that he has personal animus toward that person and you've had a private backroom meeting where you called his father on him like he was a fucking toddler. Like, it's ridiculous to me. I'm sorry, but I just, I'm looking at the league and I'm like, yo, do they really have a true hold over this product or are they just a basketball monopoly? Because right now it doesn't seem like they actual, you know, they have a true hold over their product, what's being seen and what's being done behind the scenes. It's like having a tech company where everybody getting DUIs every other week, but you keep fucking throwing happy hours. Stop throwing fucking happy hours. I'm done. <laughs> Am I wrong though? Like you like they're enabling all of these people to do all of this. Um, I think some of it from the referees to the players. Now, Glock Morant, some things just gonna be what they gonna be. I think some of it is hard to stop. But the Mister Giddy situation and the Mister Bridges situation, if you took a hard line stance where you are banned for a year, when these types of things happen, he didn't get banned for a year. That's a lie. I mean, he set out a whole. He was suspended indefinitely while he was getting his paperwork done. And once his paperwork got done, they officially levied the 25-game suspension against him, and that's what it was. But his paperwork wasn't done. That's why he didn't play, or he would have came back last season. But he pleaded no contest, I believe, over the summer, and that's what allowed him to be able to come back and play basketball. But my thing is, if you take a hard-line stance and you're so for the community and for the people, then stop letting your fucking players abuse and rape women. Stop allowing the culture of it to go on. And honestly, it ain't just women because Dwight Howard running around here talking about he lays wood wherever you want to lay it. And he is accused of he has sexual assault allegations out there. He's not in the league. But he but he was just working out for the Warriors this summer. Working out, but he did not. But he is not. But that's not my point. Not in the league. That's not my point. My point is if you nip it in the bud 
and you know that these motherfuckers are out here doing heinous things, when we've heard that the NBA and the NFL got these private investigators that know what these guys are doing, don't sweep it under the rug. Get them the fuck out of here, bro, because it's always a bunch of new young guys that know how to play basketball and that deserves the opportunity if they're going to behave like proper humans in society. There should be no reason why NBA players are running around beating and sexually assaulting people and why their referees should be refereeing games when it's well known that they have personal vendettas against players. It's bullshit. And yeah, I know I'm mad, but it's bullshit. And watching it, it literally is making me not want to watch the games. Like, I don't want to watch no Hornets games no more. I don't want to watch OKC Thunder games while Mr. Nasty Man is running around the court allegedly. Allegedly, Mr. Nasty Man flickering his hair behind his fucking ear. I don't want to watch that shit. I don't want to watch any game Scott Foster calls because I know he going to be more in the goddamn in front of the camera all in the videos than the goddamn players are. I'm done. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. I'll clip. We we clip this. I'm not mad at it. But no, uh, I think again, I think some of it is hard to stop. People are gonna act the way that they're gonna act. But um, the responses to certain things could be better. I think the responses to certain things could be better. Um, and yes, if David Stern was in the league, okay. So think about David Stern was in the league. It's it was it was it was the '90s. Social media wasn't out. It was easier to hide things then certain things are easier to hide today. So, like, I don't know what Stern would be doing if Stern was here because it's just hard to hide certain things today. Like, even there's a conspiracy with Michael Jordan. We know the conspiracy. Like that oh, if was, Twitter was around, we would already know. That he was suspended, actually. And they if just Twitter was around, fire. Mike would have been running around like Johnny Manziel with a wig like, and some glasses on at the, at the casino. Like, some of that stuff is easier to hide when, like, fucking you don't have your phone out when there's nobody posting videos in real time, oh, shit, here go Mike in Vegas in the middle like of, of game two of the series. So we don't know. People have been doing things for a long time. I think some of these things are just hard to stop because people will be people. You are talking about... Look, I'll put it this way. Is Miles Bridges, Glock Morant, or or alleged Mr. Nasty Man at OKC, Michael fucking Jordan? No. Had they won three-plus championships in a row? No, but no, but a lot so of people. So no, wait, wait, if you gonna give Scott Foster some lev- some leeway, Mike should get some too. Then, well, hold on, listen, listen, listen. I'm just saying some of these things. Again, you are dealing with um people whose brains aren't fully developed yet, even though they are high paid average. So some of these things are hard to stop. The responses to these things could be better. Um, I'm also not someone just to say just because somebody, depending on the mistake. Just because somebody makes a mistake or does something um, that they should just never have a chance to um, play again or 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 um, right their wrongs, depending on what they did, depending on what they did, case by case basis. Uh, so some of it is hard to stop. But yes, the Scott Foster thing at this point, like, bro, you you now maybe now maybe it's hard to find referees for certain things. You know, I don't get yeah, I don't know how these things work. It's maybe not hard to find referees. The problem the is, is in. once you're an NBA referee, you referee where they tell you you can referee at. Yeah. Including, so like, which is the reason why Ice Cube has a monopoly suit against the NBA and an antitrust suit against them right now is because he said that they've been monopolizing sports, including the referees, which can only work for 
uh, things that the NBA sanctions. So no, there are referees out there. No, 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 no. That wasn't what I meant. I was saying as in like maybe it's hard to find referees as in travel. So maybe like, you know, somebody is here and they send them to here. Hire more referees. Don't just give saying. me don't give me three and seventeen in my last twenty games, and then expect me to show up that night when I see that man that I already don't like, and we've levied personal insults toward each other, and he's older than me, so I can't just whoop his ass. Don't don't put me in that position. I agree with you. That's unfair. I was, That's I was going to unfair. say. I was I was I was going to say when it comes to Scott Foster and Chris Paul, obviously there's something that's going on between them. If you having fucking meetings years ago when you got to bring in the man's father, that's a little bit insane. Like that's that's a situation where you shouldn't. And then it's also the games that he's refing. Like he's ref some very important games in Chris Paul's career. If I'm not mistaken, didn't he ref the game four, game five of the finals? One of those games he ref for the finals. Like he's he I think he refs some of the games in the um in the um Houston um Warriors game. Now granted it may be unfortunate like he's one of the I'm sure he's one of the NBA's most senior referees, probably one of the more trusted referees like uh Dick Bavetta was or one of those guys. So he just happens to be in a lot of the more important matchups and Chris Paul because he's been a great player over his career has happened to also be involved in a lot of important matchups. Um so it could just be unfortunate, but he's but point being is he's ref some very important games in Chris Paul's career. Some games that are too important to NBA history and 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 everything to have someone there who clearly has who clearly has a what, what seems to be a personal vendetta against somebody who may um inhibit his ability to referee properly. I think it's a very unfortunate situation. So we can leave yeah, it. There. I agree. So it's been fun, been a great show, enjoyed it. Hopefully, Joe will return uh, one day. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got to say, Joe, hey, bro, where you at, dog? Hey, man, he living life, bro. You got to respect the young. Um, but it's been Hoops and Brews, man. It's your boy, TPJ. Um, follow me at Hoops and Brews because that's pretty much where I only tweet from these days. Um, also, got a new company out if you're an athlete and you want to make some money at zero cost to yourself. Get some free products. I got a new app. It's called Athlene. Check it out. That's A-T-H-L-E-I-N. Check us out. Google us. That's it for me. As always, man, at Pavard World, PNVR World on Twitter, Pavard.com. Check out some music. New music coming. Got a video directed by this guy, uh, TPJ. Coming yes. very soon with Glass Malone. Love it. It's called Love It For Yourself. The video for Love It For Yourself. Uh, so look out for that. And we'll talk to y'all later. Yes, sir. And I got you on that uh, tonight, by the way. But all right, fans, man. Appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Peace out. Till we meet again. Boy, before she even saw my face. Know my whole story before she even talked to me. Feel like I'm a superstar when you walk to me. Everybody want to know my name. Remember when they come pronounce my name. Hey, gang, gang on the gang. I can put it on the set. I can put it.